We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the six-man show. Today is October 9, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host, Luke Silvia. Luke, we have one more day, and then Magic Basketball is back. How are we doing? For the first time in what feels like a very long time, Jonathan, we got full slates of basketball right now. It is preseason. But we will take what we can get today, uh, Sunday, as we record this. There's six games. Monday, as you guys are listening to this, there's three more tonight. Like there's basketball basically every night. Maybe, you know, maybe until the NBA Finals. At this point, I feel pretty good about it. So, as you all are listening to this, if you're listening to it on Monday the ninth, it is exactly six months to the day since the Magic have played basketball. And they're kicking off the preseason Tuesday night in New Orleans versus the Pelicans. And really looking forward to that. Today's episode, we're going to go through some of our normal housekeeping stuff, talk a little bit about you know what has been coming out of training camp. But as we are gearing up for preseason, we're going to talk about what to pay attention to heading into preseason, sort of what our expectations are, and what we'll be looking for through these four preseason games as we lead up to the start of the regular season, which, Luke, like at this point, we're just like barely over two weeks away from the start of the regular season. I was talking to Carmen today about how, you know, Tuesday preseason is starting. We both said the same thing. Like, it feels like it's been forever since the Magic have played basketball, but it's also sort of hard to believe that the season is starting again already. Lauren does not care much, right? Like there's not a whole lot of, of, of caring when it comes to the NBA in general. And so I told her magic basketball is coming back. Or I told her I'm, I was watching. I was like, I want to watch this preseason game tonight. This was yesterday. Maybe it was warriors and Lakers. I was like, I'm going to, you know, turn on the preseason game. And she was like, already. And I was like, we're back, baby. We're back. It's on because for her, she doesn't really think of it as like the magic season. She thinks of it was just like the NBA consuming all of my time at night. 
And so she thinks, you know, we just did this in June. We were, we, it's only been a couple months. I was like, yeah, but it's been so long since magic basketball. And that's what this countdown really gets to. But yeah, it, it, it feels like forever since the magic played for me. Um, but it's because we watched all these other teams play so late into the year. And that's where we hope that this is the year. The magic play a little bit later because they can't play any less than they have in the past here, the past year or two. So I'm excited for it, man. I, I can't believe it's, it's already back. We were driving home from church today and the, and we didn't get home before the giants game started. And like the dolphins get the ball and within like six or seven plays, like they're scoring a touchdown. And I knew going into that game, it was going to be tough. And, you know, obviously the, the Giants again got killed today. Daniel Jones is hurt, which he hasn't been playing really all that well anyway. Seems like the season's over. Anyways, I was like, I cannot believe that we're just a few weeks into football season and, and it's over. And she goes, you know, the Giants being bad doesn't really bother me. But she's like, I don't think I can mentally handle another season of the Magic being bad. And she's like, not even for for your sake, like, Everybody's so excited. This is the year that the team is finally supposed to like be good in a significant sort of way. You know, like the Vooch AG Evan Fournier teams were fun, you know, the success that they had, but we all sort of knew that like, hey, this is as good as it's going to get for this team. With this current iteration of the Magic, it's like this is the first step in them being good on a journey to being like really good and in like title contention. So there's a different level of excitement to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is just good to have basketball back and it'll be even better when we actually have magic basketball back on Tuesday. Yeah. Quick word from our friends over at jam hot chicken. You know, you've heard us talk about it before. I started to just call this the best chicken on the planet. I forget who I was talking about it to today. It was one of, yeah, it was one of my buddies at church. He also uh, runs a podcast. He was talking about, Hey, we just got a new sponsor. I was like, Hey, we just got a new sponsor. And it's jam hot chicken. It's the best freaking chicken I've ever had. I'm telling this guy this. So you've heard us talk about it. We've had multiple listeners and, and, and viewers at this point tell us, like, I took your word for it. I went to jam hot chicken. It's absolutely incredible. The food there is fantastic. The vibes are immaculate. Again, they're crazy, huge, lifelong magic fans, which we really appreciate, of course, which made it like all the more special for us to, to partner with. Uh, a, a restaurant that really like has our values in mind. Good food, treating people the right way, and they love the freaking Orlando Magic. It really can't get any better than that. If you've heard us talk about Jam Hot Chicken again and again and again, and you want to get your mouth around some Jam Hot Chicken, you can find that at 400 West New England Avenue in Winter Park. They are closed Mondays and Tuesdays, so uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Make sure that you get out there. I mean, you name it. They've got chicken sandwiches, tenders. They've got my favorite item on the menu, the box, which again is the loaded fries, the chopped chicken breast, slaw, pickles, their comeback sauce, all over seasoned fries. You can even add mac and cheese to that. They've got all the extras, the pickles, the slaw. You want a beverage, they've got it. They've got adult beverages. They've got milkshakes. Like You cannot find a better culinary experience this side of the universe, in my opinion, I, jam. Hot I want to, I want to put a, a challenge out there for any of the the central Florida people that listen to this, that might be within respectable driving distance of jam, hot chicken. Okay. Because here's what you need to listen to. Sometimes if you're like me, you really want to go to a place. You don't look up the hours you get there and you're like, man, 
I missed it. They're closed or whatever it might be. So like you said, Jonathan, they are closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. And on Sundays, they're open until 4. So it's not going to be a dinner spot for you on Sundays, right? Wednesday and Thursday, they're open until 5. And then Friday and Saturday are more of like the dinner option nights for you. They're open until 7 p.m. on those nights. So I have my challenge for everybody is that works and has, you know, an hour lunch break. You're within driving distance of the Jam Hot Chicken. Make a time this week to use part of your lunch. Go to Jam Hot Chicken. Great lunch spot. Like Jonathan said, vibes immaculate there at Jam Hot Chicken. It's outside seating. There's hip hop music playing most of the time, if not the whole time you're there. There's an incredible scene there at Jam Hot Chicken. So go use a lunch break. Go to Jam Hot Chicken this week. I don't make many guarantees about things that aren't related to the magic. Like the magic, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on. But most Mm -hmm. other things I don't usually guarantee. I guarantee that you will enjoy your experience at Jam Hot Chicken. So again, you can find them uh, 400 West New England Avenue in Winter Park. Uh, Yeah, 400 West New England Avenue in Winter Park. Make sure that you guys go uh, over and check out Jam Hot Chicken. And make sure you tell them that we sent you. You won't forget it. And this coming Wednesday, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now, but if you're into vintage Orlando Magic gear, which everybody seems like they are with the, you know, these jerseys that I'm wearing right here that are coming out this year, the jacket that everybody saw Ryan Anderson, you know, wearing and uh, everybody's always bringing like asking bring it back the old logo and bring back the old floor and so on and so forth. If you're into vintage Magic gear, you cannot miss this pop-up coming up on Wednesday, October 11th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at 22 South Magnolia Avenue in Orlando. Our boy Gio over at Players Only Closet is bringing out really the most insane collection of ma- magic vintage fashion that exists. There's going to be all-night drink specials, some special guests, a DJ giveaways. You're really not going to want to miss this. Again, it's from 7 p.m. to 10 this coming Wednesday at 22 South Magnolia Avenue in Orlando. You've also heard us talking all off-season now at different points about some of the new content that we're going to be rolling out this coming season. One of that is going to be the Six Fan Show, which our boy Ben at Select Home Games this year is going to be outside of Amway getting your takes after games. If you're super excited and really happy with the team, let us know. If you're not so excited and you're pissed off about the magic, let us know. We want to hear all of your takes. If you ever wanted to be able to express your takes on the magic on camera, in a way that real people will see it, that will be your opportunity to do so. Outside of the Six Fan Show, we're doing a post-game live show after every single Magic game on our YouTube channel. And our boy Kevin, for the most part, is going to be hosting those. So I'm going to throw it to Kevin and let Kevin talk about those a little bit more. What's up, Orlando Magic fans? Producer Kevin here to tell you about our brand new show for this 2023-24 season, Six Man Show Post Game Live, presented by Rockham. What is it? Well, it's exactly what it sounds like, a live post-game show on YouTube after each and every Orlando Magic game. That's right, preseason, regular season, and hopefully postseason as well. So yeah, join us after every single Orlando Magic game on YouTube. We're going to be there to react to all the highs and the lows of the Orlando Magic season, the ups and the downs, the good nights, the bad nights, whatever it's going to be. We're going to be able to react together on YouTube. It's going to be a very interactive show. You guys are going to get involved, and we're going to get to 
be able to react to the entire Orlando Magic season. So definitely follow us on YouTube if you aren't already subscribed to us. Uh, and then also uh, be sure you turn on the notifications. That way you don't miss a single broadcast. When we go live right after Magic Games, you'll be notified right away. If you do miss a broadcast or two, I mean, it's 82 games. You know, I can't fully blame you. But if you do, of course, they'll be available on demand on our YouTube channel. Uh, but also we're going to put the audio up on our podcast platforms, you know, so you can listen to it the next day or whatever. So anyway, six minute show post game live on YouTube after every single Orlando magic game this season, come join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Appreciate it, Kevin. Again, make sure that you guys tune into our YouTube channel after every single magic game tune in. Uh, you will not want to miss those post post game live shows uh, presented by Rockham. Going to be a lot of fun. Luke, as we start to move into the preseason here, just wanted to go over the the schedule again. So there are quite a few teams that you know are only playing a, you know a couple you know three or, or or four preseason games. The Magic are playing four. We've talked about this first one coming up on Tuesday, October tenth. They're going to be in New Orleans. Uh, that game is going to tip off at eight o'clock Eastern time. That's going to be on Bally Sports uh, New Orleans. So. Again, if you have League Pass and you're out of market, you'll be able to watch that. But if you're in the Orlando market, you'll have to get you know creative. You, you probably have an idea of what I'm talking about there. Hey, if you're in New Orleans, I'm looking on uh, ESPN right now. They're saying there's tickets as low as $2 to that game. If you're in New Orleans, you're a Magic fan, and you want to check that out. I mean, if you find a couple of bucks, it sounds like you can get a ticket to that game. And then on Thursday, we'll be at Cleveland. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock Eastern. And that will be on a Bally Sports Great Lakes. So again, if you're in the Orlando market, won't be able to watch that on League Pass, I believe. You'll have to find alternative methods of watching that game. And then we've got the third preseason game on Tuesday, October 17th at home. It's going to be the first uh, home preseason game for the Magic. That game will be broadcast on Bally Sports Florida, but tip-off is at 7 o'clock. And then, Luke, the Magic wrap up the preseason on Friday, October 20th versus the Brazilian professional team Flamengo at 7 o'clock. Again, that's going to be on Valley Sports Florida. Just sort of looking at the Magic schedule, like in like all, so they were off on Sunday. They'll have practice Monday morning at the Advent Health Training Center. They'll leave for New Orleans after the practice. Then they do have a shoot-around scheduled Tuesday morning before that game. Uh, then they'll have a practice on Wednesday at the Rocket Field Mortgage or the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I messed that one up. And then they play the Rockets on Thursday. They'll have a shoot around that morning. They're off on Friday. They'll have a practice on Saturday, off Sunday, a practice on Monday, and then the shoot around on Tuesday before they take on the Pelicans at home. They'll be off that Wednesday. They'll practice that Friday, have a shoot around Friday morning. And then that night will be the preseason finale. Then they've got a, let's see, they're off Sunday. They have a Monday, Tuesday practice, Luke. And then the season is already here. So the Magic really just have about uh, three days off between now and the start of the regular season. And then they're really into like the everyday grind of things. Like we are all the way back. Speaking of scheduling, we're going to get more into the details of, uh, of preseason and a look ahead, a preview if any of you guys have missed that where Jonathan and I give our, our record predictions for the week. That is coming uh, after our break. But what I wanted to say here, something it's really not that interesting, but I, it where you know, this is where we're at. And I just was like, oh, I wonder if that's a trend. The Magic play their first two games on the road for the preseason. 
last two preseason games are at home. Again, not that exciting, but this will be the fifth preseason in a row that the Magic have their away games first, and then they always have the last two or three games of the preseason at home. So just a little tidbit I for you. I prefer that, I think. I, I'm assuming that's a preference thing in general, but who knows? Because they were at some point, you know, they kind of alternated a little bit, you know, six, seven years ago. Now they've really locked into uh, away, and then you finish everything at home. I do, I, I do prefer that as well. Yeah, you go on the road, a little bit of adversity to start the year. You know, your little road trip, a couple of games, you come back, fix whatever might have been some issues on the road, continue that work. And then you got, you know, I, I don't love the idea of like the last game being a warm up game, you know, like a tune up game, I guess you would call it against Flamengo. I would rather that be like the first game of the preseason just to sort Flamengo. of get your, your, your feet wet, you know, against Flamengo because I don't. I mean, we probably won't see the starters a ton. You know, probably none of those guys are going to play like upwards of 30 minutes, especially if it's a blowout. It's like this is supposed to be, I think you mentioned this on our last episode, but like this is supposed to be like your dress rehearsal before the regular season. And playing Flamengo just doesn't really, you know, they're not terrible. I'm not trying to say that by any means, but they're certainly not an NBA team. You know, Mm. it's not the same quality uh, opponent you know that you might be playing so but just really looking forward to having basketball back I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to you about magic basketball again it's been six months where it's like all right well we we really only have a couple of things that we can talk about each episode and now like just i don't want to call us lazy I, w- I certainly wouldn't do that with the amount that we do this <laughs> but it just becomes so much easier to do this podcast when there's actual basketball going on, you know, that's the mm-hmm. whole point of the podcast. Theoretically, at least is to talk about basketball. So let's, what do you say? Like instead of six months on six months off, like let's get to seven months this year. If we can Your have dream. a full extra month of magic basketball, like we get into the second round, like let's get two, seven rounds, like two, seven game series, right? Like you're, you're one game away from the Eastern conference finals. You know how awesome that would be this year. We're getting the expectations are getting a little bit too high here. People are going to say, "Oh, well, that's unrealistic," and it might be, but one day we'll have the opportunity to do that, and it'll be it'll be really nice, I think. Yeah, yeah, that that will be uh, that will be a great time, and well, yes, it does get much easier this time around. It gets it gets harder in terms of the time dedicated to the show come the season, correct? But it gets so much easier conversationally. There's so many different things we can talk about. I, I personally, as as you share the same sentiment, can't wait for it to to start, and we can really just hop on the mic, recap these games, talk about strengths and weaknesses, what this team needs to work on, what they look great doing. Man, it's gonna be great. And because we are like putting out more content this year, and like we're we're making it a point to be more present at Magic Games. Like obviously, we have the amazing privilege of you know the media credentials. Mm-hmm. And in, in years past, like strictly due to the fact that none of us are local to Orlando, it's tough to do that. But we're we're trying to step that up so that we can have more of a, a presence. And ultimately, the like, you know, voice of fans can have more of a presence at these games. Get your you know questions asked and, and everything like that. So that is sort of I, like I look forward to it, but it is daunting. Like when I look at our calendar. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, we have we almost have something going on every single day throughout the season now. 
Yeah, and the other thing I'll add, you talk about just having more of a presence when it comes to being at these games as media and just trying to improve our craft in that respect and have even more insight to bring to the show because that is what what the, the main thing, the main takeaway for me last season was that when I went to the games and I was in the room doing the pressers, obviously with the with Moe's, Coach Moe's and the players before and after games, you just feel like you have an even better pulse on the team and you're, you know, you're able to just contribute more to the to the show as far as insight, where players are heads are at, because you're in the moment and and you 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 just take it. I don't know if it's more seriously what it is, but I, I mean, to give people an idea, we plan to be able to cover like half the home games this year as media between producer Kevin, Jonathan and myself. That's the goal. Also, the other content we're rolling out with the six fan show, our boy Ben Gifford will be there quite a lot this season as well. We're, we're hoping that you can't turn a corner without running into somebody from the six man show this year. That's the goal. As always, if you guys see us, please say hello. Any questions as well, because we will be going to more games, Jonathan. If you guys have questions you want us to ask, I can't guarantee we're going to ask them. But some of y'all least, are wild. Some of y'all want yeah, some of y'all like, are us to get crazy disrespectful and like they will they will <laughs> escort you out of the building. You you we start have to main, some type we of have way. to maintain some professionalism. And uh, but yeah, if you guys have because of that are more presence at games this year, feel free to DM us, tweet us. There's always a chance we see it, especially on Twitter. If you tweet us, we'll probably see it. Doesn't mean like I said that we'll use it, but we just might. And uh, we want to really ask the questions that, that fans want to know the answers to. And now being at more games, we'll be able to do that more. To your point about like being in the building and sort of having like a better feel for the team, like at least maybe not an overall better feel for the team, but like at least what's going on like in the last couple of games or that night or whatever. Part of it is just like you are around people that are around the team mm-hmm. every day. Like you're there before the game, you're talking to you know to yeah. Dan Savage or to Josh Cohen or you might run into David Steele or Jeff Turner or Dante Marcatelli this year. It'll be Kendra Douglas. You'll be like, hey, what you know, what's going on? What have you seen? And you know, they're so much closer to the team, you know, they're able to give you that sort of extra level of, you know, uh, perspective. Like last year, my guy was Kobe Price, obviously. I would go to Kobe and be like, hey, what's what's going on with this? And, you know, what's going on with that? And he just always had such a, a great feel because he was, you know, around the team every day. So just looking forward to be, being back in the building, like just being there. It's like, it really is, a, oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this. It's magical, Okay. <laughs> When I, when I, sometimes I make that drive and, and I'm like, man, I'm not like super pumped, you know, especially when the magic have been bad in previous years. Like that's mainly, I'm not always win, super yeah. pumped, like to go and, and watch the team. Cause like, you know what, there's a good chance we're going to lose tonight, but every single time without failure, whether I'm on the interstate or whether I'm coming down I four, as soon as I see that building, I just become a like a child. Like I, I literally get giddy and I, I get the butterflies and. I just get so freaking excited walking into that building every single time. And it's especially going to be fun for the, the season opener, like the home opener. Like we'll all be, well, I don't know about all of us, but I'll be wearing these, you know, I had to get the T max that match these, your boy's going to be styling and profiling. Call me Ric Flair. Woo! (laughs) That night. I really, uh, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm freaking pumped about the season, man. I really, I I genuinely cannot wait. It's going to be, it should be fun. I know we've been talking about everything coming out of training camp and 
so Cole Anthony was that Saturday was talking about like this is the best team that I've been on since I've been here. And he was on you know the the Vooch, Evan Fournier, mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon teams, right? Like after they had come off two consecutive playoff runs and he like very emphatically said like this is the best team that I've been on. This is the best defensive team that I've been on and he's like we're really good. Like and he wasn't sort of speaking in code like he's like no he's like we're really good right now so i just can't wait to see what these guys look like what i am afraid of though just because like i can never have good things in my life like i was super pumped about this giant season as you know and that has just turned into be like the absolute worst most toxic thing in my life right now i can't have that with the magic bro like i know the problem is i'm getting nervous the problem is your trust is in Danny Dimes and not Paolo Bancaro. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just, they're, There's they're, something they're, to they're that. Different I animals. Think. There's different. They're different animals. I, man. Yeah. The closer you get, the more delusional. Paolo Bancaro has a too. much. Uh, he's got a. He's got a much better supporting cast around him. I will say that. Yeah. I'm not trying a, to compare Daniel Jones to Paolo Bancaro, but when the rest of your team <laughs> just cannot do anything at all for the most part. It's hard to be successful. Yeah, and and there's also you talk about your your hope for the Giants. You remember the hope you had the day of the first game of the season. That's what you're remembering. Just wait until home opener or till the season opener, which is the home opener. Just wait till that morning. We're gonna be talking reckless in that morning. I'm gonna it's have gonna, tears in my eyes. We're gonna have we have weeks until then. I got so much delusion that's gonna build up. I'm, I might wake up and be like, we're winning the finals. I don't care. What you if know? we go like four and zero? in the preseason and have like an average margin of victory of like 15 points. Like we just destroy the Pelicans twice. We kill the Cavs. We beat Flamengo by like 40 points. Like what if we're just absolutely suffocating defensively through these four preseason games? That's really what I need. The, the home the, for the season opener against the Rockets, which were favored. I don't know the last time, maybe someone can find that out. The last time, the Magic were favored in a home in a season opener. I don't know when that was, but the Magic are favored. I think it was like three and a half points the last time I checked. If the Magic win this game by like 20, 25, like they win decidedly, I am going to be talking crazy after that game. And it's the Rockets, dude. It's the Rockets. If but if you give me the chance for my team to beat Dylan Brooks by 20 plus, I'm all about it. I just think the Rockets roster, honestly, is, is just a lot, a whole lot of clowns, a lot of clownery going on in the Rockets organization. So if you go in, you blow their doors off at home. Going to Portland, I'm going to wake up the day of that Portland game being like, the Magic by 50. I don't even care. <laughs> We're wearing care. the classic jerseys like the, oh, like the first night. You cannot lose that game. Mm-mm. Like it, it would be all time bad vibes, like right off the rip. You bring these jerseys back. We're gonna have that floor. We're gonna like watch them play on that floor. You have to win that game. Like that is a must win game on the schedule. If you're going to be like good this year, like you just have to beat the teams that you should beat. We talk about this every single year, but like that's a game that you're circling. Like no, like we got to come out of the gate and win this game. Portland game probably should be as well. And then if you can split. Like the the Lakers, like Lakers and Clippers, and you know, come back if if you go three and one, 
you know, on that road trip or, I mean, you know, Utah, that game should be competitive. You know, it's last game of a four game road trip, like right off the rip. But if you're able to come back like two and two, three and one on that road trip, and all of a sudden you're like four and one through the first five games, that's when I'm going to really start talking and acting reckless and bringing out all the receipts. Oh, it's going to be awesome. All right, we're going to talk more in a couple of minutes here about sort of like our expectations for the preseason, what we're going to be looking out for and all that kind of good stuff. Before we do that, we want to give you a quick word uh, about our Patreon. So if you haven't heard already, we have a Patreon community uh, where you can partner with the show financially to just help us do all the things that we do. Plus some, we're always doing giveaways, uh, trying to find different ways uh, to upgrade the the show, whether it be equipment or visuals or you know, different resources to just make the content better. Uh, always looking to be able to do that. And we're able to do that like directly due to the support from our patrons. So if you want to join our Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. You can help the sh- support the show for as little as $2 a month. So like half of a you know Dunkin' Donuts or you know Starbucks coffee, you know? So if you do want to help support the show, but you're like, oh, I can't really give that much. Like $2 is a is a is a lot is plenty like we really appreciate every dime that comes in from our patrons from our listeners and again it just helps us do what we love doing so you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show if you want to join the patreon and part of uh the benefits is we shout out every single brand new patron that we have so this episode is our boy santi leon who joined our elite tier but he's like, I'm not going to go month to month. He said, I'm going to take advantage of this annual discount where you get a significant discount for just paying for the entire year ahead of time. So he just went the entire year. So a big shout out to our boy, Santi. Leon, really, really appreciate that. And then not only do we shout out our brand new patrons, uh, but we shout out our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons on each and every episode. So I'll go ahead and start with our boys over at Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Donkey Punch, Dave, Paolo and Francis, Warren, Pierre, A, uh, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Drum, Drummy, Drum, Drum, Danimal, Dodo 15, Bobby Skinner, PV in the Mix, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Gerardo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destin for Greatness, Caleb Pete, uh, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95, Shred Jr., Bruce Halfrey, Kinshahan 177, Obi the Don, Himlo, Ben Himro, RM Prop 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid 714, Spanking Season, Soft Taco, Fuego Nando, Victor Cologne, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Only Franz, Maria, Keith Wallace, Fritz, Currency Kev, Rub Sal, Casey Green, and again, our boy Santi Leon, our newest patron. We appreciate all of our patrons and our elite and Hall of Fame tier patrons. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Luke, as we move into the preseason here, again, we're talking about these four games. We've got uh, at New Orleans, at Cleveland versus New Orleans at home, and then versus Flamengo at home to close out the preseason. No, we'll talk sort of like our predictions for this week in just a couple of minutes here, but what are the things that you are going to be paying the most attention to on Tuesday night in New Orleans in the first preseason game? I can't believe we're saying that. Like The preseason is, is back. I'm so freaking ready. <laughs> I think so. I really a lot of times, like if 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 y'all are like me, I forget a lot about the the preseason prior. Every time we come into preseason, I don't remember how players did. I don't remember what we'd seen. I knew Paolo looked pretty good, even efficiency wise last year, but his first game was not that first time in a Magic uniform that wasn't you know summer league. Obviously, goes two of nine from the field eight points but he gets to the free throw line shoots four free throws these are the things that you're able to keep up on i think that what we are going what i'm going to dwell on in this preseason is what this team is doing well because yes paolo struggled from the field last year at times right we know that we know about his february stretch where he couldn't buy a three-pointer we know there are going to be struggles but I like to focus more on what they're doing well because it's a good indicator of the future of like what the season is going to look like. So from that game, if I'm really what I'm going to do is just hone in on what these guys are excelling at. Paolo Bancaro in 24 minutes getting to the free throw line four times, that should have been an indicator at that point where we were like, oh, this guy is going to be very good at getting to the free throw line. This is just his first game in a Magic uniform. He's only going to get better. So for me, it's going to be just pinpointing what part of the of the stat sheet are these guys excelling in because that's what I'm going to cling on to. Not the fact that, you know, if Paolo maybe shoots poorly from the field to start this, would I like him to have an incredible game? Absolutely. Do I expect him to score 15 plus points? Of course. But that being said, I'm really just going to hone in on those positives uh, when it comes to this first preseason game. I think for me, one of the things that I'm going to be looking at is individual improvement. 
like guys that we are sort of like banking on improving and like the internal improvement sort of being what helps propel this magic team as well as health, right? Like even if you're just giving me the exact same roster as last year, but you're saying, Hey, Markel and Cole and Gary are going to be mostly healthy for the first you know, 25 games of the year. I would like easily say like, okay, well the magic will at least win, you know, five or six more games this year as compared to last year. But when we're talking about guys being able to take the next step, that's really where I think most of us see this team like having a, a pretty like significantly higher season as opposed to last year. So Paolo, what does the jump shooting look like? Is he able to finish a, a bit more consistently at the rim? Is he able to remove some of the more difficult shots you know, from his shot selection? These are all things that will help improve his consistency. Is he able to knock down free throws at a higher rate? Franz, Paolo talked about this the other day after practice. Are we going to get like the the FIBA World Cup, you know, aggressive Franz Wagner with the Orlando Magic? And even in the World Cup, I feel like at some, certain points we're like, hey, bro, just go get the ball. We Paolo talked about like wanting to see that more out of Franz. Are we going to see that out of Franz? Jalen with the jump shooting. What is that going to look like? Markel, what does the jump shot look like? He posted like a two minute clip, you know, on his Instagram and, and on his Twitter that was, we're, we're making the rounds on, on uh, Sunday. We've seen the shots, you know, that he's been putting up throughout training camp at the end of these practices. The shooting form looks a lot better. I understand why people are excited, but it's just been so long since he's been even an average shooter. I'm very much in the camp of like, I, I need to see it before I like really get my hopes up about it again. What do Anthony Black and Jet Howard look like? Because those guys, it's left to be seen how much run they're going to get in the regular season, but they're going to get minutes in preseason. Like that's a given. How much better did they look compared to summer league? Jonathan Isaac, is he sort of picking up right back where he left off last year? What does the jump shooting look like? with Wendell Carter Jr. Is Cole Anthony able to uh, keep up the level of play that he closed the season on last year? That, all of those like individual things, you're not just going to get that from the first preseason game. You're probably not going to get all of that from the preseason at all. But I at least want to see the signs that there has been internal improvement across the board. As good as Paolo and Franz are, and if those guys make like all-star level leaps this year, the Magic are going to be significantly better. But when we talk about this team, like potentially getting into like the mid 40s and wins, that's going to come off the back of everybody improving, like from the top to the bottom of the rotation, just everybody getting a little bit better and everybody being able to contribute to this team at a high level. Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, I mean, we expect for, we expect for there to be a lot of rust. I don't think that will come as a shock to see a high turnover game. To give you guys some perspective, opening game last year against the Grizzlies for preseason, the Magic did a great job forcing turnovers. The Grizzlies had 27 of them. The Magic did not do a good job limiting turnovers as they had 25. So it is going to be ugly. But if this defense is as suffocating as we've been hearing, and our offense is going to take the leap. I really would love, and it's not the end of the world, the Magic have a high turnover game, because as you see, the Grizzlies, who 
are a very good team when healthy and they've got all their pieces. They have 27 you know, turnovers in their first preseason game. They're working out the kinks. Everybody's doing that. I would absolutely love it if the Pelicans had 20 plus turnovers and the Magic had 15 or 16. You know what I mean? To show growth on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to that decision making because now your guys that have the ball in their hand, Franz coming into you know his third year, Paolo in his second, Jalen Sugg showing improvement when it comes to his turnovers as well. Cole, like down the line, another year of experience has been had. Let's see these guys be making really smart decisions with the basketball. They've been, you know, a lot of these guys doing international play. I'm hoping there isn't too much rust with them. That's a lot of the roster, honestly, that we obviously know was has been playing and these guys are so young we expect that most of them and know that most of them have already been in the gym all summer didn't really take too much time off i would love nothing more than to win the turnover battle by a large margin on opening on opening preseason night yeah i think some other things that you know we'll we'll talk about the rotation and who's mm-hmm. going to start and who's going to come off the bench and that's going to be a sort of ongoing conversation throughout preseason because Jamal Mosley has never had the level of depth that he has going into this preseason and going into this season. So I think there's going to be like, even once we get into the regular season, there's going to be like a, a a figuring out period where he's going to need some time to really see where he's going to be inserting certain guys into the lineup and how long they're going to be playing and what the playing groups look like. But if the offense is going to take any sort of leap, and I'm not really expecting a significant leap in, in terms of offense. Like I don't I would be surprised if this team was in the upper half of offense in mm-hmm. the league this year. Just because like the guys that we expect to play heavy minutes and, and contribute haven't proven themselves to be like good three point shooters yet. Like the guys that we're relying on, like they're they're mostly hanging around average. Like Franz is slightly above average. Obviously, Gary is great. Markel below average. Wendell Carter for his position is probably about average, but in terms of, you know, around the league, still, you know, shooting below average. Cole, about average. Jalen has been below average. Now we're talking about potentially integrating Joe Ingles, you know, into the the starting lineup, not starting lineup, but into the rotation. So that should help some. But you and I just talked on the last episode, like the guys that We've added that that's what they do. They shoot, like especially Joe Ingles and Jet Howard through the draft. How much time are those guys really going to be on the floor? So how much of an impact is that actually and ultimately going to have? But really, where my focus is going to be is how this team looks defensively. The way that they finished the year last year, getting guys back like Jonathan Isaac, Markel having a healthy offseason, Jalen Suggs having a healthy offseason, the way that everyone has been talking about these guys competing in camp, the way Cole Anthony was talking Saturday after their practice session, like this is the best defensive team that I've been on since I've been here. And everybody setting that expectation that like top 10 defensively should be the floor for this team. They could be as good as top five. I really think this team could be the best defensive unit in the entire league if everything goes well everybody's healthy like when you just go up and down the roster i have a hard time 
picking like any roster that you could definitively say is going to be better defensively. It just you look at Markel and Gary and Franz and Wendell and Anthony Black and uh, Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Isaac and just all, all of these guys that we have, like this should be one of the best defensive teams in the league if they meet their potential. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another thing that will be interesting and that we will all be looking at Last season in the first preseason game, and this was the trend for the first two games, um, or first three games, really, the Magic had, had 15 guys that got minutes. Basically, at that point, what you know, most everybody dressing at that point is playing. You don't have J.I., obviously. You don't have Admiral, who was out, apparently, to a sore left knee. Um, Franz was out. Fultz, obviously, out. Gary Harris out with his knee. You had a lot of guys out. And so, as a result, you had some guys playing spot minutes, right? Aleem Ford, Xavier Simpson, Devin Kennedy, Kevon Harris, Caleb Houston. All those guys played 10 minutes or less in that first preseason game. I'm interested to see if Mosley is going to take the approach of the same thing. Like I'm sure we're going to see, obviously, a very wide range of players play. But is he going to play basically everyone that he can and people will just end up playing like five, six minutes, I'm, sh- I'm sure. But now your roster is healthy and better. You're not going to have guys like Aleem Ford, similarity, you know, skill-wise, Xavier Simpson, those type of guys. You're really not going to have them playing too many minutes at all, if, if any. Mosley's going to have to make some decisions. Like Not everybody deserves to play, but you're going to have to showcase some of this you're going to have to work with what lineups work well, and and it's going to be a lot of mixing and matching, which we expect. So that's what I'm interested to see is this minute distribution. Because last year, in the first game of the preseason, Paolo plays 24 minutes, Dell plays 21, Bamba in the starting lineup plays 21, Cole Anthony plays 21, Jalen Suggs plays 17. 
And then really on the bench unit, RJ Hampton plays 25. Mo Wagner plays 20. Bull plays 20. Chuma plays 16. T Ross plays 14. What what is it going to look like in New Orleans on Tuesday night? I genuinely have no idea. I expect a large range of players, but I don't I those players are this team is just so deep. They're not going to win the NBA finals this year. But they do have a ton of talent from top to bottom. So what is Mosley gonna do? Is he gonna play the starters all twenty plus minutes basically? He did that in every preseason game for the most part. And also the other takeaway too when looking at last year. The game against the Grizzlies, the fourth one, the fourth preseason game, was really the dress rehearsal. That's how they treated it at least. Paolo plays 27 minutes. Franz plays 30. Dell plays 31. Cole plays 31. T. Ross plays 28. Those were the starters. Play exceedingly more minutes than anybody else on the roster. Rotation shortens. So maybe by the time we get to that fourth preseason game, we'll have more of a tighter rotation and that will thankfully be kind of a, a dress rehearsal instead of having to wait till the Flamingo game. That's my hope. Well, last year, so I, I went back to the, the season opener last year, you know, on the road versus the Pistons and you didn't have everyone healthy, of course, but the starting lineup was Franz, Paolo Wendell, Terrence Ross, Jalen Suggs. Uh, Cole didn't play. Obviously, you know, Markel didn't play. Gary Harris didn't play. So it's sort of it's sort of hard to go back to last season and look at Very the uh, look at the preseason minutes and and sort of predict yep. like how that's going to work this time around. You and I have have talked about this a ton, sort of off air. We saw the the first day of training camp. Gary Harris started the second and third day. Jalen Suggs started. We haven't seen much since that third day of like the actual playing groups. You know, we, we've seen guys in, in different colored jerseys, and I'm I'm sure at some point they've mixed up the playing groups a bit during training camp. But man, what I would give to see what the playing groups were day four or day five. Because if you have three straight days of Jalen Suggs playing with the starters, that's significant. If you have Gary Harris the first day, then you have Jalen Suggs day two and three, and you go back to Gary Harris, that is significant. Now, listening to the pod squad who released a, you know, their sort of like season preview episode a few days ago, most of those guys seem convinced that Gary Harris is, is going to be starting yeah. just because, well, not just because, but part of the reasoning that they gave is that's how you ended the season last year. So it makes sense from a, a continuity perspective to just start with that lineup to start the year because that's the group that has played the most together. And when they were all healthy, played pretty well. But that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to, to seeing. And the bad part about it is we can't just see the first lineup from the first preseason game and assume that whoever is starting there is starting. Unless it's that group. If it's Markel, Gary, Franz, Paolo, Wendell, that's probably the starting lineup on opening night. You think so? But I think so. I, I think if they start that way in preseason after ending the year that way, that to me would point to them starting the regular I, season that way. Now, yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot 
since listening to that pod episode, that pod squad episode, I don't think that means that Jalen doesn't have a path to being the starting shooting guard this year, even with Gary Harris on the roster. Like, I don't think it's necessarily, oh, Gary starts the season and if they're going to move him at the trade deadline or buy him out or whatever, that's when Jalen will start. Jalen still has a lot to prove. Jalen has to prove that he can stay healthy. One, he has to prove that he's able to knock down open shots this year and that he's able to limit turnovers. Everything else, you kind of know what you're getting from Jalen. Can create his own shot, can get to the rim. Obviously, elite defender. But if he's able to clean up the decision-making and knock down open shots, I think you know pretty early on, It'll be it'll be clear that like okay now is the time that we sort of hand the keys over to Jalen Suggs when you're because it's a fine line right you want to make the playoffs this year but you're also not selling out for this year like you're still right. evaluating you're still developing for the future so I I think there are arguments to be made on both sides here that oh it's Gary Harrison it'll be Gary Harrison until he's no longer here. Or no, it could be Jalen right now, or Jalen could wrestle it away from Gary pretty early on, or he could just take over once they've decided they're going to move on from Gary, if that happens at all, which I'm not sold on. Yeah, the the biggest thing is that that I'm pinpointing this year for Jalen is going to be, and what I think can get him into the starting lineup if he doesn't start there in the regular season, is going to be his ability to catch and shoot. Like you said, knock down open shots. A lot of open shots don't come because you create them. A lot of open shots are coming because you made a move off ball and got yourself open however you did it and you're able to knock or down and we can trust just don't think you can make it and they're like yeah leave that guy open exactly at some point right th- those shots come from just being off ball jalen suggs is not going to be a ball dominant player because you've already got so many on this team so he has to excel in that area something and that is an area that he has struggled with since college that was a big thing for the people that i that had had done maybe a little bit deeper dive than the, the normal fan the criticism with Jalen Suggs was that oddly enough whereas your catch and shoot should be better because you have time to get set your hands are ready all you got to do is shoot the ball for whatever reason Jalen Suggs has just been better off the dribble when it comes to shooting so if he's able to make that leap and be a better catch and shoot player he will see a path to, to even more minutes and maybe not starting the game but he will definitely be finishing them we saw what Jalen Suggs does in the closing minutes, and he plays winning basketball in the closing minutes. He gets sharper mentally, in my opinion, in the closing minutes of a game. He doesn't get dumber. He doesn't stay the same. Like He is, he is genuinely very smart in the closing minutes. Someone that I trust in that closing lineup. So if he learns and gets better when it comes to catch-and-shoot scenarios, man, sky's the limit for that kid. And especially... When it comes to who, how Coach Mosley is going to trust. That being said, Jonathan, I will not lose sleep over having to watch Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Isaac play defense together in that unit. <laughs> Facts. I, I will Facts. not lose sleep if that is who I have to watch play defense. You know, together we'll before. lose sleep. Every oh, team starting like backup shooting guard and backup yeah. power forward. Like I got to go against Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Isaac. What the hell is this? Utah Jazz's John Collins going to be losing some sleep as well. So that is what I'm thinking about too. Of like, okay, Jalen Suggs deserves minutes to enough deserves enough to start, but they see enough of him and Ji playing together defensively. They're like, this starting unit is solid. 
But if we can get Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Isaac locking down the second unit, that second unit might not score for other teams. So th- these are el- elite defenders. So I, I'm, I am very, very excited to see what that looks like regardless. And that's, that's another thing as well. Just defensively, we, like I said, I hope that this team is locked down as we think they're going to be defensively. But it is going to be that Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Isaac duo. Jalen Suggs poking balls out. Uh, Jonathan Isaac oh just swatting swat dudes. <laughs> Jonathan Isaac just swatting dudes off the backboard. Jalen Suggs in transition, dunking at home. Man, I, I'm very ready to see those two play together. If for nothing else, defensively, but they both have so many question marks offensively that I, I'll be also talking crazy if both of them have great, you know, above average offensive games this year. Like thinking about Jalen locking guys down on the perimeter and like mm-hmm. the rare instance where a guy gets by him and it's like, oh, okay, I'm good. And then Jonathan Isaac comes over from the weak side and like sends it into the fifth row. Like that's just so much fun to think about. Let's yeah. close with this because mm-hmm. again, you and I have talked about this off air, but we haven't really talked about it on mm-hmm. the pod. Yeah. Are we going to start the season? Are we going nine-man rotation? Are we going 10? Is there 11 guys? What does that look like for you, and who are they? To start the regular season or preseason? Regular season. Okay, that's what I figured. Um, yeah, because preseason, we're probably going 15 deep. Regular season, to start the season, I think you're going to see 11 to 12 guys play. 12? I think you can get now. Listen, that's not good. Don't take that the wrong way. I'm not saying that that twelfth man's going to be playing twelve minutes. There's just not enough minutes to go around. You're going to get some guys. The eleventh and twelfth man may be playing spot minutes. If it is a competitive game, not a blowout, then I think you see a couple guys that eleventh and twelfth man playing like six minutes, maybe. But I just think there's so much, especially with Ji, and if he's on this minute restriction, that he doesn't think would happen if it was up to him. But we very well know that he's going to be on a minute restriction. I think that would be crazy, man, dude. If he's know. not on a minute, because we've talked about it, and he said, "I've been running. I've been in the gym with the guys for like a month and a half." I maybe okay. If he went the entire summer and nobody talked to him about a minutes restriction, like to me that. I, I don't know. Like I, I, I understand and like part of me is like, what are you saying he's not gonna be on a minutes restriction? What are you thinking, you idiot? Because he was on a minutes restriction, he got hurt. We haven't seen him yeah. since March. Now he's gonna come back. But I don't know. I just find it very weird that he had the six you know, six week rehab, came back, has been a hundred percent, has been playing with the guys you know, the last couple of months. Nobody's talked to him about a minutes restriction this season. He hasn't had any sort of limitations, didn't have any sort of limitations through training camp, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So I, I genuinely don't know what to expect there. If if J.I. is not on a minutes restriction, my prediction is that we go 10-man. Because the 11th and 12th in my prediction would be spot minutes, basically because Jonathan Isaac can't play those. like He well, can't play those extra 10. Let's start with the first scenario. Let's say Jonathan Isaac is on a minutes restriction. Yeah. Said, what is your what is your rotation look like? How many guys, you know, you said 12, 12 but who is in the 12? Um I mean, we got so many dudes. I'm pulling up a freaking roster. Um Let's see. Give me the starting 5. Okay, Start so there. starting 5 on opening night, I do think it will end up being the same from last year when healthy. 
Markel, Jalen, Franz, Paolo, Dell. Jaylen. Those are your five. Or not Jalen, sorry. Mar- <laughs> Markel, Gary, 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 Harris, Harris. Uh, yeah, so Markel, him, uh, Franz, Paolo, Dell. Okay, so same as last year when healthy. Then you've got, obviously, you get to the bench. Let me let me pull up because I I know that we've done I've got I've got it here somewhere as far as my uh, minutes and yada yada. Um, yeah. So you've got Cole, Cole, Joe Ingles, Jonathan Isaac, Goga, Mo, and I I think that's it. Ten. If I'm predicting ten, then that's it. With basically A, B, and Jet out. And yeah, I, I think that's it. I, I might have missed something there. But um, but that's my, my prediction. I think A, B, and Jet don't get minutes. So your, your, start, your, your backup then is Cole, Jalen, Joe Ingles, J.I., and Goga is your 10. And you think that if... Jonathan Isaac is on a minutes restriction or he's not playing every game that Anthony Black. So, okay. So who, who sneaks in? Is it Anthony Black and Jet or is it Mo Wagner? I think it's going to be Mo Wagner and Jet would sneak in in this scenario to play spot minutes for J.I.'s minute restriction. Okay. And I think AB is not in rotation at all. Um, yeah. I think that's where I am too in terms of like the 10 man. I was thinking that Jalen, because you know what we saw from the training camp videos, which again you may or you know should or should not take a ton from, but listening to the pod squad and those guys being around the the team super closely, I obviously I take heavy consider consideration into what they say. So I do think opening night it's Markel, Gary, Franz, Paolo, Wendell, with Cole, Jalen, Joe Ingles, J.I. And I think it's Mo. I think it's Mo Wagner over Goga Batadze uh, to to start the the yeah. season. Um, just you know, I I do think that those guys are are pretty close to interchangeable. Like I don't really have Mo that far ahead of of Goga or vice versa. Like either one of those, it wouldn't really surprise me. Um, then if Ji is out, I think we just see more of the other guy. I think you said Mo, so for me it would be Goga. And then I really, I really don't know. Like I could see it being they find a way to get Anthony Black into the lineup, or Jet Howard, or even a more veteran guy like an Admiral Schofield or Kevon Harris. Because I know that what they like, what those guys bring defensively. So I think there's a lot of options that can be there. But if it were talking like strictly ten man, I think that bench unit is Cole, Jalen, Joe Ingles, Ji. And Mo Wagner, you brought Joe Ingles in for a reason to contribute in a real way. There's been all this talk about Anthony Black and Jet Howard having to earn minutes, and like right now, like we we heard uh, David Steele talking on the Pod Squad that Anthony Black was trying to bring the ball up in one of their first couple of training camp practices, and Jalen was just absolutely hounding him. To the point that Mosley had to stop the practice and tell guys like, hey, if he's having trouble getting into the offense, I don't care about the offense. Somebody either come get the ball, 
set a pick, get Jalen off of him. And I'm not saying like Anthony Black isn't good or whatever. To me, it more so like speaks to like the the different level that that Jalen is playing at. But I do think there's something to like making these guys earn their minutes at this point and sort of like creating a new level of culture. Like, hey, if you guys are going to play, you're going to be earning those minutes, you know, in practice, in training camp. And I think it, it probably wouldn't be a good thing if those guys were like earning minutes over some of these other guys that have been around for a while at this point. Like, it's yeah. a good thing for this roster if those guys are not playing right away. I do think eventually, you know, those guys will find some minutes here and there just because I, I think they're both really, really good. Like, they're just going to force you to play them at some point. And then this becomes a really difficult question of Markel, Gary, Cole, Jalen. That might be what forces the magic to say, okay, we're going to, we're going to move Gary maybe sooner than they had originally anticipated. If Jet is just so good that you have to play him or AB is so good that you have to play him. It makes it easier to make a move like that. But we're th- I, these yeah. are the things that we're going to be watching in, in preseason and paying attention to. And hopefully by you know the third or, or fourth preseason game, we have a better idea of these things that we've been talking about here. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to do it for this one. I don't really have anything else. I'm just pumped. I literally cannot wait to watch Magic Basketball. Well, let me clarify. There's There's many other things that we could go right now directionally, but we are coming up at, you know, this episode's going to be more than an hour. So hope you guys enjoyed this one. We could go on and on about all of this Tuesday night magic basketball. As you're listening to this, we have magic basketball tomorrow. One more sleep. You wake up and you got to find, you got to, it's every man for himself. You got to find a stream, but, or NBA league pass. We will see you guys. Obviously we will all be butts on the couch Tuesday night, ready to watch our guys go. I'm pumped for it. And our boy Kevin is going to be doing the post-game lives for every single one of these preseason games, sort of getting those reps yeah. under his belt as we head into the regular season. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Wait, That's going to do thing it for here, this Jonathan. one. Last, last thing here. I wanted to do our look ahead. Two games this week. Oh, we did forget. Two games ahead. this week. It's been a while. You've got the, the Pels and, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. as the only two. You've got the Tuesday game, the Thursday game, and then you don't play again until the next Tuesday. So for the two games this week, Jonathan, you got a prediction for me? We go one and one. Okay. We go one and one. We win, we win I, the first one. Mm-hmm. We lose the second one. I think this team, these young guys come preseason, they're the stereotypical tryhards. They're the guys just sweating, earning minutes, displaying how good they are, how much growth this team has made. I think you go two and oh. Remember the guys, last season, preseason, not fully healthy at all. Same team that went five and 20. Went four and one in the preseason. Don't put stock into the results of these games. Look for the specific things. That being said, Magic are going two and zero this week on the road. I like it. Two and zero. Look forward to it. All right, let's wrap it up for Luke Sylvia. This has been Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to the Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.